the first time I met you, you didn't strike me as a as a cricketer. I mean, I knew you were a cricketer, but I was like, geez, that guy should be packing down in the scrum. Uh, yeah, I do tend to get that a lot. But, um, you know, when I actually tell people that I play cricket as well, not many believe me um, if they don't actually watch cricket. So I do go quite often, so I'm pretty used to it. But we know that um, as much as you say, you know, you... Not many believe you. We know that you were a, a big rugby fan. Um, did you ever want to go pro? I did um, until about grade 10. Uh, and then, you know, at the time at Hilton, um, the sports director told me that he saw um, a lot of talent in my cricket and he believed that I could actually play for South Africa. So um, I made the choice then to, to switch over to cricket. Oh, it was a good choice, uh, it seems. But do you feel that had you just stuck to rugby, uh, you would have been able to actually, you know, go pro as well? I think I had a good chance. You know, I played through the provincial levels. Um, so I, I thought, you know, I, I believed in myself. That's what I can say. Yeah. Um, if, if, if the selectors saw me playing a lot further on in life, I, I don't know, but I, I definitely believed I could. What position did you play, out of interest? Um, I used to play lock and eighth man, um, but in grades 9 and 10, the, the year that I stopped, I could also play in the back line, so I played a bit of center and fullback. A bit of ball handling skills, I'm sure you had there. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting how much of that, um, you know, the, the skills that you would have picked up in rugby, some of that resilience as well that you, you must have to play rugby, uh, have you been able to carry over and to translate into your cricketing career? Uh, quite a lot, actually. I think with all the sports that I played, um, ball handling skills were important. You know, I did a bit of water polo as well, basketball in high school. Um, I tried tennis, but I wasn't that great, so I stopped with that. Uh, so, you know, I, I did try a lot of, of sports, and it, it helped me with my hand-eye coordination. So it made my cricket a lot easier in terms of ball handling skills. I mean, and it uh, certainly would have. Uh, you are now where you are, and uh, that is a pro tier. When did you, so in high school, your director of sport comes to you and says, look, you've got a future in cricket. And when did it um, really sink in to you that, oh, okay, I actually do have a future in this? Uh, I'd say only probably at the end of my first year of Pax. Um Yeah, I played SA under 19, you know, my grade 11 year, but I never really performed the way I wanted to at under 19 level. So... Mm. I still, you know, I knew I had a lot of work to do. And then when I moved to Pretoria, I pretty much started from scratch. I was playing club cricket. Um, yeah, so I had to start from the bottom. But, you know, the more and more I played for Tux and then I got selected for Titans, 
then I actually saw that, okay, well, this journey is going in the right direction. And you moved to, to, to Pretoria not on the basis of being a sportsman as, as such, you just came to study? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd come to study, but then I was offered the opportunity to play club cricket as well for Tuck, so... Mm. I thought, you know, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, you need to keep busy somehow. Uh, and then eventually that, you know, fast tracks you into the provincial realm, uh, the professional realm of cricket. Um, just tell me, you know, talk me through, I mean, especially for somebody like you from humble beginnings, uh, you know, you sign your first professional contract and then payday comes. How, yeah. How did, how did that feel like? Um. Well, I promised myself that you know my first paycheck would go to my parents, so that was one of the first, the, one of the things that I had in mind when payday came. Mm. Um, so, you know, I sent all that money to them, um, and then I started again. You know, it was just for me. It was the mental aspect of having a goal to achieve. Um, so, you know, I had something to work towards, not just a salary income. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, once that started coming in more regularly, it made my life a lot easier. Took a lot of pressure off my parents as well. So, you know, you could see just a happier household and and people under less stress. Mm. And I'm sure that the household now is, um, uh, but you know, you you probably don't even think about it anymore. Um, <laughs> which is which is fantastic. How often actually do you go back home? Um, you know, it, it's difficult because I don't get much free time. You know, when, whenever I have a bit of time off, I need to be training or, you know, I'm doing some sort of activations for sponsors and stuff like that. So there's not really much time I do get to go home. But mm. when I do know that, you know, there's a, a, a long tour coming up or something like that, I'll make sure that I, I definitely go home, you know, see my mom, mm. um, sort out whatever I need to sort out before. I take off because I know I'll be gone for a while. And then, obviously, December and, yeah, you know, those holidays, I definitely try to go home. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it's really important, especially uh, to go back to uh, your mom. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Lung Sanengiti, who is a uh, Proteus and Titans fast bowler uh, and just an all-round nice guy, really. He's a gentle giant, they call him. Um, so, regarding... Um, you know, your your career, you've come through the ranks, you're now playing for the Titans, uh, and then the Africa T20 Cup uh, happens. I think it was in 2016, and you, you really make a name for yourself there. Is that where you felt that you, you're starting to get more traction? Uh, and how did it feel to play in that competition? How were you going into it? Um, I only realized after the tournament, actually, you know, when I was nominated for play of the tournament. Mm. Um, you know, throughout the tournament, obviously we had a, a couple of Titans guys that were in the team, um, guys that had played for South Africa. And, you know, I was getting those wickets throughout the games and, and all of a sudden I was the go-to man when, you know, some game-changing situation needed to happen. I'll be more cool, but trusted me and, you know, the coaches as well. And, you know, that gave me a lot of confidence throughout the tournament. So I just kept playing. I wasn't even thinking about anything. It was just about winning the tournament. That's, yeah. that's the only thing I had in mind. And then afterwards, when, you know, I heard about the CSA awards and, you know, that I was invited to go and, and then I won the, the trophy. And I was there alongside, you know, Proteus players and franchise players. 
that's when it clicked for me that, you know what, actually, maybe you can compete a lot better than you thought. So, you know, just keep working on it and, and maybe you might be sitting there in the green blazer as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to always dream and um, we uh, ask, you know, for people to do that because that's how you get to the point where you are, Lungi. And then um, a couple of years later, the following year, you uh, get the chance to get to wear those green and gold uh, slacks that you've been wanting to wear uh, with the T20 debut against Sri Lanka Centurion. Yeah, you know, that was, that was also very exciting. Um, we had one of the types of the T20 comp, so... You know, one thing the coaches have told us is that, you know, selectors always look for from teams that will have performed throughout the tournament. You know, it's not all about just individual performances. The the first people that they're going to pick are from the team that wins the tournament. So that's always the mindset that I have going into whatever competition we play. And with us winning that, obviously, they put our names out there and then a couple of performances in, 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 in big games. Um, next thing you know, I was getting a call to play for South Africa. And we had no idea who this youngster is that is just bursting onto the scene. Um, especially, uh, well, South Africans would have heard you, your, your name here and there, but the international world really uh, st- stood up and, and took notice of you um, the following year against uh, India your test debut in Centurion. Again, I mean, it's your home ground, and it seems like it's a ground that you really know how to use. Yeah, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of confidence there. Uh, I feel very comfortable as well, you know. Um, and I don't think anyone expected me to do well, so that took a lot of pressure off of me. It was just kind of a, well, let's see what he can do kind of moment. Mm. And for me, it, it was massive because it was also my home ground. So, you know, I, I, I've bowled on that wicket and I know what takes wickets um, so I felt very comfortable, you know, uh, the guys made me feel very comfortable in the change room as well. So, you know, just went out there, bowled and did as best as I could and, you know, came out on the better side of the game. I mean, you were replacing Dale Stain. So uh, to say that, yeah, who is this kid? What is he going to do? Is, is definitely right. I don't think people would have thought uh, you'd have finished with six wickets in that match. Um, your most prized scalp in that game? Um, it was definitely the wicket of Virat. You know, he was the informed man. Yeah. Um, and there was that moment, I think it was close to the end of day's play, and we knew that if we could get one more wicket, the next day we could definitely put them under pressure because no one else in their lineup had actually scored substantial runs. So, you know, that was the main focus of that day. And, you know, fortunately... Um, I got that wicket. There had been a close call and we had reviewed one mm. earlier on. Um, but yeah, I was pretty confident with that one when they asked if, if we, oh, when they, when, they, when they actually hit in line. So that was a very special moment. And you say that, um, I mean, you mentioned how you took the wicket, you, you hit in line, LBW. Um, just talk me through. You know, some of us, we've looked at it. I was actually there that day. We've watched um, that game over and we've seen you do it. But just talk me through your tactics at that moment. You know, how did you uh, get to the point where you could trap him leg before? How did you bait him into um, that, well, what ended up as a dismissal? Um, So my national bowling action brings the ball back into the stumps. So, um, and, and a lot of, what I was doing that afternoon actually had to do with 
you know, that close review that we had had earlier on. Um, I saw obviously planting his foot and and playing across the line. And, you know, the thing is, he, he's so good that he, he really misses. Yeah. So, so it was a bit of a nerve-wracking situation, but I just told myself to try keep hitting off stump for as long as possible. Um, not give him any width because that he can latch onto very easily and, and obviously not go too straight because then that's free runs. But just to zone in and try keep bringing that ball in from outside off onto the stumps. Um, and then, you know, played across one and and, and he missed it and it hit him in line. So that was kind of my game plan for that afternoon. It was nothing special. There was no extra, you know, thoughts going through my head. It was just try keep hitting off stump. And how how much do you watch that, um, the, you know, that ball, that uh, game as well, uh, that spell, that bowling spell? Has anybody made like a highlights reel for you and given it to you and said, look, you can show this to your kids in 30 years' time and tell them, look, I really actually was as good as I say I am? <laughs> um, yeah, no, people have sent me videos of it, so I, I do have it on my phone. Um, but you, to me, you'll be surprised, actually, that's not the go-to video that... I watch whenever, you know, I need a bit of a confidence boost. Um, you know, I usually watch the one from Wanderers, the second T20 against Sri Lanka, mm. uh, where I got four, I think, 19. That's usually the video that I go to for a bit of motivation and inspiration. Why? Um, you know, because we had only had, we had only made 114. Um, so we knew, you know, and, and, and the message from the coach going out when we went to go bowl was, you know what, it's, it's your time to shine now. Show them what you can do. And, you know, came out within the first two overs, had uh, two wickets, and then came back again at the end, took another two, I think. No, I had three in the first two and then another one at the end. So for me, it was kind of a, you know, I performed in the first game, so everyone's probably looking at me going, well, Maybe it's beginner's luck, so mm. let's see what you can do now. And then to come back again with a performance like that, I think, helped me a lot in terms of confidence, saying, you know what, you can actually do this and you can play at this level. I mean, uh, Lungi, there's always this debate and that, that happens between especially um, you know, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo supporters and Lionel Messi supporters. And the other says, well... The one guy is the hardest working man on the planet. The other guy is the most talented man on the planet. Where do you fall into that spectrum in terms of your personal um, cricketing abilities and how much of it do you work on as a result? Uh, it's a bit of a difficult one because obviously people always look at you and say, you know what, he's so talented um, and, and, and he works. I mean, people usually say, you know, he's so talented and, and he can go so far if he works hard. Mm. Um, but for me as a person, I've always seen it as, you know, I've, I've always worked hard. So, you know, I, I struggle to see the talent side, but obviously it, it's it's there. But for me, because I know the work that I put in, um, it becomes a bit blurred in my mind. Mm. Uh, so... When when that conversation happens, you know I'm usually like I don't know what people are talking about because I I go to the net and I practice these skills mm. um, and I practice these moments and I put myself under pressure so that when it does happen again it feels like second nature. So you know there's a fine line between it, but obviously the talent side is there. But I, I definitely do believe 
and working hard because I mean that's the only way you can perfect the skills that that you actually have from talent. Absolutely, one of my favorite lines: "Hard work will beat talent every time talent doesn't work hard." Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> um, so, 2018 seems to be your year. Uh, you make this wonderful Test debut against uh, England. I mean, against India. Uh, people f- know who you are, and I don't know if it's because you bowled out the Indian captain, but the IPL come knocking. Uh, you end up at the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, how was that experience like for you? Uh, that was also a very pivotal moment in my career because, you know, the IPL is probably a tournament every cricketer dreams of playing in. Mm. And, and, and then for those who know, um, actually my friends, there's, there's a guy, Omar Cook, we were sitting in his house and we were watching IPL on TV with his dad and Chennai was playing and I, and I actually said, you know what, one day I want to play for the Chennai Super Kings. Mm. And, you know, it was kind of like a passing comment no one really paid attention to it. Um, but then, you know, with that season happening, next thing you know, I was there. And, you know, the players that you have around you just pretty much automatically elevate your career. Mm-hmm. You know, your your confidence goes through the roof. you playing with guys that have played international cricket, that have won World Cups, champions, trophies, you know, ICC events. And, you know, you're walking in as this 21-year-old, 22-year-old, um, into the change room and, and obviously everyone's looking at what you can do so there was only one thing I could do and that was perform on the field and that's the only way you can prove yourself so with that tournament happening and, and being able to perform like that on that stage mm. with such crowds and you know such hype around cricket um, it really showed me that you know I can keep calm and I can hold my nerve when, when, when those situations sort of come so and I think that's helped me going into the future where, you know, there are those big games where people are looking at you like, okay, well, let's see what you can do now. Mm. It feels like, you know, I've done this before, so I don't know what everyone's stressing about. I mean, you made an, uh, an instant impact uh, in the yellow there in, uh, in Chennai, which was uh, a phenomenal to see. We really do like seeing you um, thrive in your career. Uh, you know, you speak about the fact that players elevate you. Um, and... I want your thoughts on this. Uh, as a young Lungingiti, I mean, as you say, you were sitting on the couch saying, I want to play there one day. You know, you, you, you kind of imagine and you dream yourself in certain situations. Uh, but for the laymen and for the ones who haven't achieved it, once you get there, it, it, it almost seems surreal. And how did you find that experience of, you know, I'm sitting next to A.B. de Villiers? Or, you know, I'm about to bowl to Virat Kohli. How did you find that experience? Um, it was, you know, it was really, at the time I can say, do a few notes. Um, but, you know, to, to finally see yourself there and to finally comprehend that, you know what, I've actually achieved this goal from when I was sitting on the couch just talking about it. I found a way to actually get there. It shows you that, you know what, with that mental aspect, if you follow it and, and, and you do, you know, try as hard as you can to get to that goal, it's possible. It may not be easy and it may not be as quick as it have, had happened for me, but it is possible. Um, and you just got to find a way. That's, that's the most important thing. How many pinch me moments? Uh, sorry. How many pinch me moments yeah. do you have? How often do you have a, I, I just, wow. 
Very often, actually. You know, even now, um, as some of the guys in the protest team, you know, I'll, I'll be sitting with Shamsi or I'll be sitting with Andile or, you know, one of the guys. And we'll be like, you know what? We're actually playing for South Africa. Like, mm. do, you, do you realize how big that is for us? And even though guys have played over 50 ODIs, um, you see the guy, like you look at the guy's skin and he's got goosebumps on his skin. And you're like, you know, it still means so much to the guy that he's played so many games. You know, so we still have a lot of those moments. Like you, you walk off the field and you're like, cheapers, I just did that. You know, mm. do you realize what we just achieved? Um, so, it, it, and and I think that for me is, is what keeps driving me and, and, and keeps me focused as well. Because it, it's not like a passing by moment of, of you, know, you know what, okay, now I've played a few games for South Africa now. I've taken the kids and, you know, okay, well, it's just kind of going through the motions now. Every every game for us is still an event. Um, it means so much to us, uh, and people probably don't realize that. So, like, pretty much most, if not every game, is still a, a, a pinch me moment. I would believe so. Protea Fire really lives uh, in you guys, and we can see it, especially when uh, things aren't going so well. And, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking um, for us as fans, uh, but I'm, I'm sure it's more heartbreaking for you as a player. Do you ever feel, uh, you know, a weight on your shoulders, especially when things aren't going well for South African cricket? Yeah, you know, I, I obviously put a lot of responsibility on myself. Um, as one of the front bowlers, you know, you, you expected to take wickets, you expected to win games for South Africa. That's why you put in that position. So I take a lot of that responsibility on myself when things don't go well. Uh, I've always held myself to a very high standard as a player, so it does weigh very heavily on me. But I know how to deal with it. You know, I, 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 I know how to process those emotions and, you know, eventually let go and move on. Uh, but, you know, it does obviously take its toll. It does sit on you a bit and, and you are disappointed, you know, after mm-hmm. a loss, you know, you, you take it to heart because, you know, you, you feel like you, and you, you know that you've disappointed a whole country. It's not just the 11 that are on the field and mm-hmm. the guys in the change room. We know how many eyes are watching us. We know how many people have put their faith and trust in us to perform on their behalf, you know, on the world stage. So we don't take it very lightly when, when you're not doing very well. Yeah, I mean, we as South Africans don't take it very lightly when you're not doing well, Lungi. I'm sure Twitter will tell you all about that. Um, yeah. Let's quickly touch on the... Uh, oh, if you've just tuned in, by the way, I'm speaking to Lungi Nkiti, a South African pace bowler, also, pace bowler, also uh, a Titans bowler. Uh, number 22 on your domestic and your South African jersey. What's the significance on that? Uh, so the numbers on my jersey, and not many people know this, so it's part of a goal-setting process. So for number 21, I wanted to make my Titans debut by the age of 21, mm. and, and that's why I play with number 21. And then, you know, I've been in the Titans, and I played that first season. Um, I wanted to make my, my international debut by the age of 22. Mm. So when I started for the Titans, I think I was just on 20. So I gave myself two years um, to obviously elevate my career and get into the Proteus setup. So that's why when I started for the Proteus, I had the number 22 on my back. Okay. 
What's the next number? You don't have to tell us the goal links to it. You can leave that to our imagination. The next number? Yeah. Oh, for my jersey? Yeah. I'm not changing my numbers. I'm sticking with 22. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, cool. No, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, you and Kakhisa Rabada, you know, you were seen as, and you're still seen as the, the new guard of South African cricket, especially in the bowling department. Uh, the likes of um, uh, Stain, you know, he's getting old, unfortunately, to say. But So we, we're looking at the next generation of cricketers. Um, how is that bowling relationship between you and KG and how much do you guys feed off each other uh, especially when you're bowling from the opposite end of a very fiery bowler. He's kind of staying reincarnated in terms of his character uh, and how, how fiery he is when he gets into the swing of things. Yeah, you know, he's quite a, a spectacle to watch. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I'm not doing enough uh, when, when you see the way he goes about his work. Uh, but it does obviously push me to to work hard and bowl just as well. You know, um, with Anish as well in our lineup, you know, the amount of pace that we have in our in our lineup, you know, can, can pretty much wrestle any batting lineup. So, you know, it, it does home in, I try home in on um, the skill aspect to try be as accurate and and, and as deadly as I can be um, within those moments where I'm bowling in partnership with whoever I'm bowling with, because uh, I know how effective that can be um, with the amount of pace. I mean, the guys are quicker than me, and, and that's you know that's just the way it is. Um, that's not to say in my own aspect that I'm slow, but I know that probably then I'm probably the one guy that they will try get runs from if if they find an opportunity. So. For that, for me, I, I see it as a wicket-taking opportunity, and that yeah. does help me take a lot of wickets, actually. Um, if you can come in with that control and still with a bit of bounce and a bit of pace, uh, all of a sudden you've got batting lineups three or four down, and, and, and by the time our spinners come on, uh, they don't really stand a chance. Who's your biggest influence in your career? Um, you know, there's, there's a few. You know, there's obviously Shane Gaffney, who... In grade 10, you know, I had the faith in me, you know, to put me on this path. Um, I also have Peter Brain, um, Mandela Mashimbi from the Titans, mm. uh, Chris from Midlake. So there's, there's a few guys um, that, 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 you know, I always go back to um, when I need my, my inspiration or get, to get put back on the path when I feel I'm straying a bit or I feel a bit lost. Okay, uh, and that's, I mean, it's always good to have those um, cool, calm heads around you as well, um, uh, old heads that will be able to lead you in the right direction. Lungin Kitty, um, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, before I, I do let you go, um, a few questions has come through. Mantlan Lazi on Facebook says, do you miss cricket? Uh, and what is your message to the nation? Of course, now that we are in this, well, now it's level four of lockdown. Oh yeah, of course I miss cricket. Um, you know, I'd, I sit and daydream about it most of the day. So, you know, it's always on my mind. Um, just thinking about how things are going to be when we get back on the field. Um, you know, how I want it to be as well. So I miss it a lot. And yeah, just a message. You know, if we could just listen to what we've been told, 
you know, we we can get through this pandemic a lot quicker than 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 we think. You know, um, if we can just flatten this curve that we have, um, just listen to the authorities. I think that's the main thing. You know, we all want to do our own thing. We all frustrated, mm. and and we all want to get outside. Um, but you know, it's not going to do any good if we are going against what we're being told. Cause we're just going to go back to even stricter lockdowns, and it's going to last even longer. So. We saw how well it works when we do cooperate. So if we can just continue to stay strong and um, you know keep keep listening to authorities and what we've been told to do, um, we can all get through this. And in terms of um, your ideas of how this might change the world in respect to cricket, especially in respect to sport. Um, you know, I mean, we none of us know what's going to happen. None of us know where this is going per se. But yeah, we all have an idea in our own heads, and it might be true or false. That doesn't matter right now. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to change a lot of things. You know, people are going to be a lot more cautious now about health. You know, around the world, um, when we do finally get the opportunity to to go back out there. But um, one thing for me that has stood out is that. You know, actually, I've realized, you know, a lot of sports people and celebrities are not the most important people in the world. Um, you know, healthcare, uh, they've really been called upon now. And, you know, they're all the people we rely on. And I think, you know, the light has been shown on, 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 on who we really need to look after yeah. and, and, and take care of. Because we know once the world is in jeopardy, um, those are the people we rely on. So that was a, that was a, an eye opener for me, you know, and a lot of praise must go to them. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think it will change a lot of things going forward. You know, people are going to be a lot more cautious. Uh, on the cricketing front, um, I'm not too sure. You know, I don't know what what what's going to happen in the future. But until we can get on the field, I, I don't think I can really make a judgment call. Absolutely. Uh, a last question that's actually come through on the WhatsApp line, um, and this one is from Colin Alberton. Uh, he speaks about you losing, he says, body muscle. It seems you've lost pace from 145 to 135. I know uh, they had to trim down on some of that fat. I don't know if it was muscle or such. Uh, Lungi, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but he's asking why did you lose that pace, uh, if you did. Um, the thing about pace is it, it comes with rhythm, and... You know, with rhythm and confidence, you build your pace back. That's not a, a problem. You know, as a fast bowler, you, you always have that in you. Um, the thing is that I hadn't played cricket for a very long time. I hadn't actually bowled physically mm. um, for so long that, you know, by the time I came back, it was it was really close to game time. So, and, and we had only had, what is it, six games um, and... Personally, for me, that's not enough to get all my rhythm back um, and be at top end again. Uh, obviously, if you watch, and I, and I do watch, obviously, replays of my games and, and things like that, and you'll see that a few balls will be close to 140 or if not 140 plus, mm. and then a few will be, you know, 135. So explaining that is, you know, it, it clearly shows that the rhythm is not quite there. And... Uh, um, how much do your your injuries play a part of in that as well? Uh, and how do you get over them? And how are you feeling? Um, yeah, injuries obviously play a massive role because 
you know, you obviously have that hesitation in your body. Your body tries to hold back a bit in terms of or to not get injured again. So it, it does take a lot to get over that mental hurdle to, you know, go full out. Um, you know, physically you want to, but mentally it holds you back a bit. Mm. Um, you know, physically you feel like, you know, I'm pushing my hardest here. But there is that little aspect that, that holds you back that oh, I, I don't want to get injured again. So, you know, maybe just just not as hard. And that does play a role in obviously how you bowl and how how fast you bowl, and you know things like that. Um, yeah, but you know it does take a few. I'd say it, it takes a few games to get over it because mm. you know once once you obviously back into the swing of things, and I was just getting into that rhythm obviously when this COVID nineteen happened. Um, you know, building that confidence back, seeing the performances. And with that, your pace will come back, or my pace will come back. So that's not that's not one thing I'm I'm ever worried about. Mm. Um, so yeah, that I can put behind me. But yeah, with the injuries, obviously, the strength and conditioning work, the time period that we have now, um, has been also very crucial for me. You know, getting into very good habits. You know. Um, so it it has helped a lot, and and it, and it does help with the mental and confidence part. So if that answers the question. Longing uh, it, No problem. Pleasure. Thank you so much. That is uh, Protea Fast Bowler. Gentle, gentle giant, Lungisani Ngiti.